guys, Derek here from Bomb Socks, and welcome to the Bomb Bites podcast. Hey, if you're new to Bomb Bites, it's a service from our company, Bomb Socks, to help be a resource to use. You're studying along with the Come Follow Me curriculum for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hope you enjoy today's episode. So this week's Come Follow Me is kind of interesting. It's only three chapters. It seems like we've gone, the last uh, few weeks have been like, we're covering this book and this book and, and jumping all over the place. This week, three chapters. You got 1 Kings 17, 18, and 19. Phenomenal chapters. I do want to give you some context that I think will lead up to this, that will kind of bridge the gap between what we studied last week and where we are studying this week. So I want to give you a little review of our last couple weeks of Bomb Bites. Now let me show you this picture right here. You have got Israel and you've got Samuel the prophet. We're rewinding all the way back. So here's where you have the children of Israel saying, make us a king so that we may be like all the nations. You remember how we talked about that? So Samuel, a bad idea guys, go read chapter 8 of my first book. I mentioned to you that that chapter is a pivotal point in the Old Testament. It should explain a lot. We want someone to fight our battles. Seriously, I have a much better idea. In fact, I know a guy. That guy's name is Jehovah, by the way. We don't care. You're old. Make us a king. And then you got these two guys in the background. Uh, oh dear, something tells me that the next 300 years aren't going to be pretty. Maybe we should say something. And then, of course, I'm sure this was in there. Nah, they won't listen anyway. Plus, Derek from Bomb Socks is going to need some material for his bomb bites for this week. That's that. I'm sure that's in there deep in the scripture somewhere. Uh, yep. <laughs> well... <laughs> Here's the problem. We went with Saul, David, and Solomon. Okay, we talked about these guys. And they started off great and then tanked it. So, so far, if you're keeping score, we went 0 for 3 on kings that have done well for Israel, as far as just being that example of goodness and what a king really should do. Hey, if all kings were like King Benjamin in the Book of Mormon, oh gosh, bring us a king, let's do this. He knew how to be a king. In fact, there is a chapter in the Old Testament, it's in Deuteronomy 17, where it does tell you, hey, look, if you're gonna have a king, this is the type of king that you should have, and this is how he should be. But rarely does that happen. In fact, the opposite happens. I look at section 121 verse 39 of the Doctrine and Covenants, and here is generally what happens when there is some kind of king. Now, this is when Joseph Smith was in Liberty Jail, and he was talking about really some of the main reasons that he and some of these other leaders of the church were in Liberty Jail. We have learned by sad experience that it is the nature and disposition of almost all men, as soon as they get a little authority, as they suppose, they will immediately begin to exercise unrighteous dominion. And we saw that with our three kings of Saul, David, and Solomon. Well, this whole king idea continues with these two gentlemen right here. You have got a guy by the name of Jeroboam, and you've got a guy by the name of Rehoboam. Now, let me just give you a little bit of context on who these guys are. So if you go to 1 Kings 11, verses 28 to 31, and the man Jeroboam was a mighty man of valor, and Solomon, King Solomon at this time, seeing the young man that he was industrious, he made him ruler over all the charge of the house of Joseph. Now, you've got the prophet Ahijah. We don't know a ton about him, but there's a garment that is rent into 12 pieces representing all of the tribes of Israel. Verse 31, he said unto Jeroboam, take thee 
ten pieces, for thus saith the Lord, the God of Israel, behold, I will rend the kingdom out of the hand of Solomon and will give ten tribes to thee. So ten tribes going to Jeroboam. Now, if you're going over to the other guy, Rehoboam. Now, Rehoboam's an interesting guy. He is actually the son of Solomon. Uh, down at the end of chapter 11, verse 43, it says that Rehoboam, his son, reigned in his stead. Then you get to chapter 12. It says, Rehoboam went to Shechem, for all Israel were come to Shechem to make him king. So here is the guy who is the, I guess if you're looking at the heir to the throne, you have got the son of Solomon here. Verses four through eight are very interesting. Thy father made our yoke grievous. These are the people talking to Rehoboam. Thy father hath made our yoke grievous. Now therefore make thou the grievous service of thy father and his heavy yoke, which he put upon us, lighter and will serve thee. And he said unto them, depart yet for three days. Come then unto me. And the people departed. Then King Rehoboam consulted with the the old men that stood before Solomon his father while he yet lived and said, how do you advise that I may answer this people? And they spake unto him saying, if thou wilt be a servant unto this people, that's one of the keys on being a, a good king back in Deuteronomy 17, be a servant unto this people. King Benjamin got that idea and wilt serve them and answer them and speak good words to them. Then they will be thy servants forever. Amen to that. Verse 8, but he forsook the counsel of the old men which they had given him and consulted with the young men that were grown up with him, which stood before him. I put a little note in my uh, scriptures that says, take every opportunity to take counsel from the old men in our lives. Sometimes we make fun of the old men in our lives, and these are the ones that we need to listen to and uh, take counsel from. Well, verses 13 and 14, kind of crazy. The king answered the people roughly and forsook the old men's counsel that they gave him and spake to him after the counsel of the young men saying, my father made your yoke heavy and I will add to your yoke. My father also chastised you with whips, but I will chastise you with scorpions. That sounds fun. If you look in the footnote previous to that, it does say the scorpions are like stinging whips. So like you thought it was bad with my father. I'm here to bring it even more. Verse 21 it says, when Rehoboam was come to Jerusalem, he assembled all the house of Judah and with the tribe of Benjamin. So there's two tribes there. And it talks about then fighting against the house of Israel. So what you've got now is you have got a divided kingdom. So you have got Jeroboam, who is over the 10 tribes, which is called the Northern Kingdom. And then you've got Rehoboam, who is over the Southern Kingdom, which is the tribes of Judah and Benjamin. So at this point is kind of where the Old Testament gets a little bit confusing because it seems like we're bouncing in between stories that are going on at the same time. Oftentimes it's because we're learning about what's going on in the Northern Kingdom of Israel and the Southern Kingdom of Judah. Now, the Northern Kingdom had its own kings, the Southern Kingdom had its own kings, and they had their own prophets as well. And we'll talk about that as we're going through the next few weeks. So back to this idea of make us a king because this will work out so well. I'm going to give you a little foreshadowing here. The northern kingdom of Israel, good kings, and the southern kingdom of Israel, good kings. Now this is kind of what, the way it plays out right here the next several hundred years. Good kings in the northern kingdom, we go 0 for 19, okay? The southern kingdom good kings, well, you do a little bit better with 5 out of 20. So you're about a 25% right there. You put those together, you are 5 for 39, and we've already gone 0 for 3. This is not good, folks. So here's what's interesting. The question is why? Why do things not go well for the kingdom of Israel and the kingdom 
kingdom of Judah. Well, here's a whole bunch of verses that teach the same concept. In fact, I'm going to take you just to the first one, which is 1 Kings 14, verse 16. And it says, And he shall give Israel up because of the sins of Jeroboam, who did sin and who did make Israel to sin. In fact, every single one of these verses here I gave you do talk about what's called the sins of Jeroboam. So what are the sins of Jeroboam? Well, look at 1 Kings 12, 28 to 31, and you'll see very quickly, and this shouldn't surprise you at all. Whereupon the king took counsel, made two calves of gold, and said unto them, Is it too much for you to go up to Jerusalem? Behold thy gods, O Israel, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt. So you can see that the problem here in the sins of Jeroboam, and every single chapter, every single verse that I gave you talks about this, and it is idolatry. Okay, now you're going to see here as we're doing this, this. People have not been much different over the years. Humans that are on this earth have a propensity for idolatry. I really believe that. In fact, I saw this. I mean, it's a good thing we don't have that problem, right? Well, here's a little comic I thought was interesting as you see these uh, folks in heaven. Most of the new arrivals seem incapable of conversation. They just stare at their hands in despair as you've got bowing down to idols. Uh, in reality, you've got charge me, give me Wi-Fi, new email read, answer this call, restaurant, check in. Yes, master. We have that going on. I'm not trying to to say phones are bad. And you guys know that. You know that. It's not the phone that's the problem. It's not the thing that is the problem. It's our worship of that thing. And I really think, again, you're going to see this was the big problem that happened. And you're going to see this all through the Old Testament from this point forward. You saw it previous to this back in Exodus where uh, Moses goes up to the mountain and Aaron and everybody's like, let's make an idol. This is something that I think we have the propensity to do that, which is why I'm so grateful for prophets and apostles that are constantly trying to get us and steer us away from the tugs and pulls of the idolatry of the world and to focus on Jesus Christ. And so you're going to see these prophets in the Old Testament doing the same thing to try to get the kingdom of Israel and the kingdoms of Judah to focus on Jesus Christ, to focus on Jehovah. And as they do that, just like we do that, we will be able to find true power in our lives. And I know that's true. If you'd like to check out our video that goes with today's podcast, you can find us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook by simply searching Bomb Socks. That's B-O-M-S-O-C-K-S. And be sure to check out our amazingly comfortable gospel-themed socks at bombsocks.com. Thanks for listening, and hope you'll join us again for more episodes of Bomb Bites. Godspeed, and have a great day.